Welcome. Welcome to the Dilling Pod with me, James Dellingpole. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's guests. But look, I really am. It's Fred and Richard Fairbrass. And uh, I've right said Fred. And I've been trying for ages to get them on the podcast. So it's been, this, is, this is a real treat. Boys, I keep missing you. I, I, I know you keep um, going on the London marches like me. And yes. I, and I keep thinking I'm going to bump into your delightful, so I can kiss your bald pates and, 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 and you know, <laughs> man love. Because there's a lot of it's hugging that goes on at the marches, isn't there? Have you noticed that? Yeah, there there's a great deal of hugging. Yes, 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 it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yeah. No, no, no spikes either. No spikes, no spikes ever. All. No. <laughs> no. What do you mean spikes? Well, you know, uh, you know, viral spikes. Viral spikes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely all... not. No, no. It it's like it's like the it's like the third summer of love, isn't it? Really. It's, yes, um, it is. Yes. Because <laughs> presumably. That's we, like me, you were there in the second summer of love, and you—and that's where yes. that, that's kind of your. How how old are you both? May I ask? Oh, oh it's very harsh. Do we have to? No, you don't have we're to. We're both no. I'm 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 um. Gone. No, I'm, I won't ask. People people can Google it. I'm over, I'm over sixty, but approaching it from on the wrong end, as David. Right. Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. But but presumably, I mean, did, did you did you go raving, or did you miss out on yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Fred did more than me. I used to go to Shoom. And places like Dirtbox in the mid. Uh, Dirtbox. Yeah, yeah, there was a guy called Dick Dirtbox, and that was, used to happen in uh, Ch- uh, Chancos Road. And then with Shoom, you would get sort of messages uh, via phone calls or, or, or flyers and stuff like that, and meet at a certain place. You'd jump in a minibus and shoot off somewhere. Yeah. Those yeah. Were the, the illegal things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never went to Shum. Um, I, I know it was one of those things where, you know, if you didn't go to Shum, you weren't there. I used to go to this night at the WAG called Love, and I had my... Oh, uh, yes. Do you remember that one? Yes, I do remember that one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> did I ever go? I'm trying to think. I think I probably did. I did a... Um, I used to go out a lot. I did a David Bowie video at the WAG. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah. You did Loving for Blue Jean. Yeah. Loving for yeah. Blue Jean. Yeah. Yeah. What, you, what, you made a, a, a video? Yes, the- Bass. Well, yeah, I was playing bass. The, the, um, apparently, the American market for the single Loving the um, Blue Jean, yeah. they wanted something more quintessentially London because yeah. the original video was done in um, Barker's. In, um, in that's on the roof garden. On the roof garden. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, and the American market wanted something more quintessentially London and kind of clubby. Mm. And so they re recorded it at the Wag Club. Okay. So, uh, you see, was, yeah. you've actually spent quality time with David Bowie. Uh, well, I, well, quality, I would ask, I mean, it'd be difficult to ask him now, but I would, I would be inclined to ask him first as whether it was quality time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, mean, I did spend time. Yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, so many of us who, who haven't had that are going to be, that experience are going to be really, really envious. <laughs> I mean, was, just, was, he, was he as good as we fans think he was? I mean, was, was he great to be with? He was, I found him to be quite shy. Right. Uh, he was with a woman who then, I think was his PA, whether she was his girlfriend, I'm not, I'm not sure, but her name was Coco Schwab. Yeah. And she was very protective of him. Mm, and right. if you wanted to talk to him, you had to kind of go through her. And I sort of understand. In a way, I understand he was very famous. I was, you know, uh, you know, up, a, a, wannabe. An, up, an uppity wannabe. And uh, he probably didn't want to be bothered by mm. people like me. But he was very friendly and very communicative when he was there. We, we right. went to Top of the Pops and it was nice then. Yeah, it? Top of the Pops, it was weird. <laughs> we, when we went to Top of the Pops for the very first time, 
Yeah. Um, I walked down this corridor and David Bowie was sitting on a little bench waiting to go in. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I've got a hit record, you cheeky bugger. What do you think I'm doing here? I think he thought I was making tea. Yeah, tea. Yeah, you're just, you were a hanger on, you were a groupie. Yeah, exactly, you know. Yeah. Custard cream. Yeah, custard cream, exactly. Yeah. Um, but he was, he was very, very nice. And um, yes, a solid guy. And also I think the, the Imam, his wife, has proven to be a really sophisticated woman. She's not done any of the, yeah. you know, any of the rat, the sort of kiss and tell type stuff. You know, she's been very cool. She has it. She right about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think from what I've seen, because, because I, I, before I became a kind of controversial whatever I am, I did, I did have a spell <laughs> as a spell as a music critic for 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 a while. So, ah, and and okay. the the world we're talking about now, it's like the old mm. world that we that we've lost because we're never going to get it back, are we? No, we're not. No, no. Well, it's going to take a generation. I don't think they'll ever come back, personally. No. Um, that's my, that's, that's, that's no. my opinion. I think there will always be people who want to wear masks because they're either used to it, they, they, have, they have been brainwashed, they are convinced it does something. They have no teeth. They have no yeah. teeth. <laughs> um, yeah. There are always people that, irrespective of the side effects of the vaccine, they will always support the vaccine. They just will. Yeah. yeah. There's something you know, even, more, uh, even sadder. I... I, I I had the most amazing conversations uh, at the last March on, on, on Saturday. Um, and you know how, <laughs> I went with my sister and we, and we were describing, she described it a bit like, you know, when you go to Glastonbury and you've had, a, right. you, a, I presume you've been to Glastonbury. You're not so well. Not Glastonbury, we've been to many other places. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th there's this thing at Glastonbury where, where you, you, you go to the festival and you have, you've had a great weekend and you desperately want the weekend to, to keep going. And so what you find is you stop in service stations on the way, on the leaving <laughs> and, and you see fellow people with their wrist with their wristbands and you kind of right. want to milk the last bit of the vibe anyway so we so we'd, we'd had our fun on the march we we're walking away and we went to to um outside buckingham palace and we found these stragglers and we and we got talking to them about about you know what's going on and how miserable it was and there was a yeah. lovely kid there uh he was 14 years old and he had a wisdom beyond his years and i'll explain why that was in a moment uh, he was called yep. something, he was either called Elijah or Elisha. It was a, it was a prophet's name and he'd come with his okay. mother and he had a sort of seriousness about him, a, a, a sort of deepness about him. And I asked him, you know, what's it like for your generation? You're a, you know, a, 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 what's, what's school been like? And he said, I'm, I'm homeschooled. And I thought, aha, that's why he's, that's why he's not stupid. Mm. And I said, well, what about, what about the rest of your your, your generation and he said they're gone and he absolutely met it was the saddest thing i heard they're gone he just meant wow. that they wear the masks all the time yeah. even when they don't have to um yeah. they've they've gone in the head and you think it's yeah. okay for us old farts you know i mean we've 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 had our fun if we get taken out by the cabal tomorrow as some of us probably yeah. will you know we've had a good innings but yes, you think about I, the future and you think if the future is in the hands of kids who've mostly been masked and brainwashed with all this, you know, like, like the signs out, outside of primary school that somebody sent me, you know, a, a sort of child's drawing saying something like masks are, I don't know what it is, masks are save civilization or whatever, you know, they've been brainwashed, they've been propagandized. What, what future is there for us? Yeah, for, I, I, I agree. 
I yeah, I, I, it, it is a bit bleak. I mean, the only thing um, that, that we sort of hang on to is the human element, which is really unpredictable. And 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 I think there's the, the you know, as messed up as a lot of a lot of us are, um, there are there is this ability to do the very opposite of what we're expected to do. And I think when furloughs end, I think the, mar- the, the, the growth in numbers on the marches, there is a slight ray of hope that maybe, maybe it won't all go to plan. Um, and, I, and, I, and that human element, which is people just acting up, people acting bizarrely, people mm. following their, their, their heart, not their head, yes. um, that could be a very powerful thing. Also, the, I think it, the, the, the big shame for me has been the arts. Oh man, the silence of the arts yeah. has just been yes. staggering. We should talk it about really this. Has. Yeah, well, I've, I've emailed the, um, the MU about this and they were very polite and very, very nice. And they, they're obviously, you know, on a bit of a, on a bit of a, the horns of a dilemma really with this because they, they know what they should be doing, but as a, as a union and, and as an official body, they have guidelines and, 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 and certain sort of protocols they, have, they, they feel they have to follow. My, um, I've emailed them and I just said, you don't have to take part as a union, but what you certainly can do is make members aware and encourage members to turn up as, as, as individual um, subjects. There's nothing, they don't, don't, have, to be a don't have to be a collective no. MU thing. It can be just, and he said on, on the email, he said, I, didn't, I, didn't, don't, I don't know anything about this March. What was it? Oh, well, it's, you know, mate, oh, so I pointed him to, you know, <laughs> the World Docs Alliance and Britain Unlocked and that kind of stuff to get this information. But I think it is, um, my senior teacher, for instance, as an example, because the West End is closed down now, more or less, yeah. uh, he's doing about two or three pupils a week in terms of teaching. He was doing about seven a day. That's the, and that's the knock-on effect. It of is, this. yes. Yeah, it's, 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 and also, well, also, I think, I think just philosophically, you, for, a, for a city or a, or, a, or a community to be artistically vibrant, hmm. politicians have got to take their foot off people's throats. They've got to release the pressure. They really, really have. Mm. When we first moved to London, every pub was a gig. You could smoke in every pub. It was, it was, it was like New York when we first went there. It was vibrant and anything, you felt that anything was possible. Um, and now, you know, you walk around the West End, you, you, you know, you're told where you can sit and where you can't sit and where you should stand and where you shouldn't stand. And it's, it's spiritually crushing, I think. And I don't, and I think from just purely from an artist's point of view, whether you're a painter, architect, musician, doesn't really matter. The, the politics—it's got to be a case of the politicians just get out of the way. They have to. Well, they won't—they will only get out of the way if we push them. Yeah, we're gonna, I think they won't—they won't stand back. No, I think we're going to have to push them. I yeah, agree. Yeah, I think that's yeah. going to—it is yeah. going to get to that point. But um, it's, I, I found when we—I'm a bit sort of, <laughs> to be absolutely honest with you, I'm a little bit uh, in, a, in a bit of a dilemma about this because if Paul McCartney decided to do the march, which would be absolutely brilliant. Yes. I would find it faintly irritating that nobody would talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. Yeah. 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 Is, Do you yeah, not that, think that, that, that's the, a factor? Yeah. The last the last eighteen months have tested to destruction the idea that uh, rock and roll is about rebellion. I mean, oh, nice. these people oh, have been so establishment, haven't they? They've just gone along yeah. with what their overlords tell them. And looked quite comfortable about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, they you are. have yeah. Springsteen doing a jabbed only gig along with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. You have the Damned doing a poster where they've all got masks on. You know, back, the interesting thing for me is that back in the day, when you're looking at, uh, say, the war in Vietnam and America, 
Mm. Pop music was at the centre of a lot of the demonstrations, whether Joan Byers or Buffalo Springfield or Bob Dylan or whoever it was. And, you, and people, in a way, they kind of expected the pop culture to have a view. They expected it to be kicking against the traces. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, whether it's because a lot of artists are signed to major labels and major labels are signed, are owned by, co-opted, yeah. or whether it's major management, major publishing, I don't know. But are independent, because we're independent completely, and we've yeah. chosen that route, um, we can pretty much say what we want. Uh, we don't have to explain ourselves to anybody. You don't belong to the man, which is, which is rare no. indeed. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, mean, we exactly. made that, we, we did make that decision quite consciously back in the mid 90s, when we were sort of in the belly of the beast, particularly in America, because sexy was so huge. Hmm. And we were being wined and dined by Hollywood's, you know, elite, I suppose you'd call them. And, um, and, and we really, looking back, we should have been as happy as pigs in shit, but we, but, but we weren't. No. And we couldn't wait to get home. We couldn't wait to, to or, or get back to the hotel. Yeah. The endless press, the endless um, attention. We, if, if I'd been asked two years before, would you want that? I would have gone, yes, of course yes. I want that. Once we got into it, I thought, this I don't is, want this. I don't want this. <laughs> this has nothing to do with, with, with music. We're not playing. All we're doing is waving and being famous and yeah. getting photographs with lots of famous people. And I just, and, and we should, you know, if we were really money hungry and, and ambitious, we would have stayed in LA and worked that scene. That's what we would have done. Um, but we, I guess that's, that's not us. And so when we got back um, and then we did our remarkably disastrous second album. Um, <laughs> that difficult second album. Tell us about the second uh, album, the difficult death. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> well, well, Thereby hangs a tale. Bizarrely, the second album actually sold reasonably well. It was good. Yeah, but the trouble is, compared to the first album, it did appallingly. Yeah. If it had been our first album, everyone said, yeah. that's a pretty good start. Yeah. But because our up and those songs were so big, the second album just didn't stand a didn't stand a prayer. No. Um, and radio were already bored with us, and and uh, the the, um, the whole Britpop thing was beginning to raise its head. <coughs> so so we were out, out of sync. We got, we got bad tempered. Yeah, and we became difficult. We and, became um, did you? And, and we didn't like. The yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did. We, we didn't like the industry very much. We didn't like the people we were working with. So we 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 said, let's get away from all this and try and do things ourselves, which we did. But we also made some huge mistakes by ending up with the wrong man, like every band does, wrong management, and you know we we made some classic errors. But overall, what we did what we did hang on to was our ability to do and not do what we wanted to do. Which which um, we've pretty much stuck to. Yeah. Mean, we've made some errors, of course, but overall we've done all right. I watched a documentary yesterday on JJ Kale, who sadly passed away some years ago, who's a who was a great friend of Eric Clapton, and um, <coughs> they were talking to the manager of JJ Kale, and J, the manager of JJ, JJ Kale said, "I phoned him up one day when he had his first hit record, and he said, I said, you've got a you've got a hit record on your hands. You need to get out and promote it.'" And JJ Kale's reaction was, "Well, if I've got a hit record, why can't I stay at home?" <laughs> Which is absolutely Which right. is exactly it's right. It's exactly right. Yeah. You know, and um, I didn't think like that. I just thought, no, we've got a hit record. Get out there, get uh, out there. Uh, but that's what well, JJ Kell's absolutely right. If I've got a hit record, why do I have to go out and do it? Do it again? You know, so, did you um, did you make enough from the first? I mean, so, okay. Imagine I'd made your first album. Would right. I have made enough to be able to just sit on my ass and just go fox hunting three times a week? If you've done it on your own, one hundred percent. Yeah, you'd live a very good life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But we had to split it. We, had, we three had, ways. Ours was split three ways. Yeah. Four uh, ways with the tax man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, 
And also what was interesting is that what was weird with our careers in, the, in about the mid nineties, our careers started to dive, but our money went up. So we were in this very bizarre situation where we were actually going, we were becoming less popular, yeah. but our income was, income was <laughs> well, going up. So was going, was going up because of the usage of I'm Too Sexy in America. Yeah. They wouldn't stop playing it. Um, yeah. So it was on something like, I, it, it, now it's done about 50 movies. It's done over a hundred commercials or something mad. Yeah. And, um, and, and um, it, we, it was on, um, I think it was on the uh, Garnier or Longcom or something, okay. Kodak, yeah. Ford, uh, it just went mad. And so we had all these really big, what it's called, it's called a synchronization when somebody uses your song. Yeah. So we had all these syncs and um, it was, it was a very odd thing. So our careers are going down the toilet, but we're sitting down with our accountant. He says, you need to spend some money. And none of the, the two conversations right. did not balance out at all. And also we did when things, when the money thing was beginning to hit us as a kind of reality that we weren't making the money we thought we were, we did um, comic relief. And now with Comic Relief, you have to obviously sign over all your income to the charity, uh, which, is what, which is what you're expected to do, which is fine, which is absolutely fine. That's what we did. That's what we did. But when you see big checks coming in and you think, oh, I could really <laughs> use that money. I could really use that money. <laughs> but you have to hand it over. That's what you've done it for. Yeah. That is galling. Yeah. Well, but not, yeah. I mean, what, presumably it's kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Earmarked. You know, you, 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 they can't eat into your general bank. No, oh no 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 no! no, no. no. It, is, it is ring face. It's ring face. Ring face. That's Yeah 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 yeah. 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 It is, and it, it wasn't a major issue. It's just that yeah. you know, um, <laughs> at the end of the nineties, I think literally ninety eight, ninety nine, no ninety nine, we uh, our, our um, financial wheels came off a little bit, but then we we were fortunate enough to do a very good, have a very a, a big couple of albums in two thousand and one, and it all kicked off again in in um, in Europe. Mainly right. Germany, and um, so the, that sort of we we dipped momentarily, and then we bounced back up again. Um, and, and we tend to um, because we, we 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 sort of run everything ourselves. We just we we, we and we manage our finances. We sort of ha- we manage to hang in there. Really, we don't. We're not very extravagant. No. We we did do the well. Richard bought a Ferrari, and I bought some silly cars. Worst thing I ever did. You know. Um, so we went down. That, yeah, we went down that route a little bit, yeah. but but not for long because it's not something I'm particularly attracted to. I, 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 we still have nice cars, but not like a you know a gold Lamborghini, you know, with with you know Fred written on the back. Is it just a boring red like Lamborghini? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. We yeah. don't we don't no. we haven't gone down that route. They're quite uh, low key. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't yeah, no. yeah, we are quite. We're, we're both very very neighbourhood. I, I know I'm, I'm meant to be living in Barcelona, but because of this, yeah, it's been difficult. We're crashing at Richards at the moment, but we're, both of us, whether I'm in Barcelona or we're here, I live within about four blocks. I, I'm very neighbourhood. I'm one of those people that you know that they. I don't know if you've ever seen in the, in, the, in LA, you get these these gangs, you know, the cribs or whoever, and it's, and some of them have never seen the sea. Because they won't need, they won't leave their neighbourhood. So they yeah. live in LA, but they've never seen the ocean. Yeah. And I'm I'm a bit like that. Once I'm in my neighbourhood, that is it. <laughs> you'd, be hard, you'd be hard pressed to see the, the ocean from here. Yes, you would. They'd have to get up a very very tall building yeah. to see the ocean. From <laughs> now, I I, I think you've 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 definitely chosen the right path. And uh, you know, I I think most people who end up in the music industry actually have. A, I don't know. Have a pretty horrible time of it, actually. When the, 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 I don't get the impression there's much happiness there. No, there isn't. It, there, there isn't I, much. No, but people. I think a lot of artists are. are they're, they're, they are really obviously it's money. 
it's the ego of being of being famous and being photographed. I think some some artists feel they don't exist unless there's a camera actually confirming their existence. Um, I think it's really important principle in life generally to walk against the arrows. I really do. Yeah. If there's an arrow in a shop t- telling you which way to walk, go the opposite way. Oh, always. So, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell or, me. Or you put the arrow up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, funny enough, actually, funny enough, James, very, very quickly, in my local post office, and this is before lockdown, they had arrows all over the floor pointing to the, you know, the, the till and the stamps and the this. So I wrote to the local council and I said, excuse me, but I'm not 12. I can walk into a shop and ascertain for myself where to stand and where the stamps are. You know. And in all fairness to them, they took all the arrows up. They actually took the markings up. Um, but I, so I, when we went to the gym today, I get great pleasure out of walking in against the arrows. I, I, yes. I, I enjoy doing that. And I think we should all do that all yeah. the time. I, I was in a cafe today and there was a couple, um, I, I couldn't be bothered to train today and my brain and body weren't into it. So I let me, I, I sent Richard off. Yes, I did it for him. Hoping he could train for me. <laughs> vicarious <laughs> and, training. Uh, yes. Yeah, vicarious training. Exactly. Yeah. But there was this couple who came in and he's doing, his QR code wouldn't work with his phone and he didn't want to pick up the menu because, you know, menus, man, they're really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, right. So they walked out. Mm. So instead of just going up to the waitress and saying, I want this, and, or, or maybe actually being man enough to pick up a menu, you know, uh, this guy, they, him, him and his wife, they put their masks back on and, um, and, I think, and wandered off. I mean, it's like, like what, you know, what's so going it, on? It is very easy to blame people for this, and in, and in a way it's true. But I think the buck ultimately stops at number 10. Ultimately, it stops at the people at the top who have never nuanced this information, ever. But they don't want to. Do and they, they? they don't, they, maybe they don't want to. I don't know what the reason is, and I'm just saying they, they haven't. So, mm. uh, you know, there's no evidence, no, nobody in Parliament or government, as far as I'm aware, or in science, has ever said, if you're walking in the park on your own, you must wear a mask. Nobody's ever said that. But you do see people doing it. It's... What it's... my thing is, they, ignorance is the, is, the, is the best friend of this administration. I think Absolutely. you're right. You know... So I, th- that, for me, is the cardinal sin that this government has committed, which is to allow people to wallow in their ignorance and not to address, address them d- directly and let them have all the information that's available. That is, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a terrible thing that they've done. Um, so I have absolutely, although I, I don't care for people who wear masks when they're going to have to, I think ultimately the blame lies at number two. I, yeah, you almost need to tell, you, you almost need to give people permission to be, to be free. I was in um, that, uh, that cake shop, Olenstein, you know, that, that chain, um, Olenstein. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, I went in to get one of their mega expensive cheese toasties, sans mask, obviously, because, you know, why would you? I mean, like, it's, it's so easy to be a rebel these days, isn't it? You know, I go into Aldi and I see a sign outside saying, you cannot come in unless you're wearing a mask and you just walk in and, and, and nothing happens. So I was, <laughs> so I was in, um, I was in Olenstein um, and, and not wearing a mask. And, and, and the girl behind the counter said, you, uh, have you got a lanyard? And I said, no, no, I just don't wear a mask. Uh, you know, I'm exempt. I said, anyway, I, I, I then another guy walks in. It's a, it's a hot day. And well, it's 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 a muggy day. It's the day. It's the day of the of the last march, and um, he is not wearing a mask. And he starts apologising. The first thing he does is he starts apologising to the woman behind the counter, saying that no, I, I'm really sorry, uh, but my hayfee was really bad, and I just can't. I can't. You know, I, I, I you know I come here regularly, and I'm always wearing a mask. And I was I was I was watching this this scene playing out, 
And I went yes. up to him, I sidled up to him, and I said, mate, what you say is I'm mask exempt. And it's all yes. over. That's all they want to hear. Yes. And, he, yes, and he looked exactly. at me with surprise and then gratitude. He realized that that is the yes. answer. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah, yeah. There's a scientist on the TV the other, on the on the socials the other day, and he was talking about the um, the what's that sort of the, the mist of breath that you, when you're on a on a hot on a cold it's day. Not, it's not, no, the um, oh god, what's the word? Anyway, he was showing that how how, how masks don't really work. And he put five on. Right. Right. He put five masks on, right? Yeah. Took off, his, took off his glasses, held his glasses in front of the mask, and then breathed. And the masks, the masks, all steamed up. Yeah. So the, the, my problem with this is not—it's not the question of wearing masks. I, I just don't think people think about why they're doing it. They don't think about—is it the right mask to wear? They just do it because a, a man, Matt Hancock, who cannot keep his hands off people he's working with, has yeah. told them to. Mm. It's, it's extraordinary to me that the. I used to think the UK was a little bit truculent, you know, a little bit cynical, a little bit punk, difficult. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, you know. yeah. And I'm, I sort of don't really recognise the country I'm living in now. It's, it's incredibly gullible and subservient, mm. much more so than I thought it was. It's quite interesting that I, that I think a lot of the people on the march and a lot of people in my kind of Larry chat groups, and although this may, may be self-selecting audience, but they seem to be from the rave generation, you know, sort of, Castle Morton, that kind of stuff, where we yeah, right. we we didn't we didn't respect the man. You know, we wanted to do our, our own thing. And today's yeah, generation right. seem the younger generation seem much more cowed and compliant. Or am I sounding like yes, a kind of yeah. granddad complaining that kids you know, aren't what? You know, that's true, right, James. I mean, the, the, um, the popular music is a good example of that. I think it's my, it's it's not rebellious. It's it's not angry. It it, it sounds much like a, the adverts that, that it, you know that it buffets either side of it. It's kind of it's almost like, like you know the degree to which musicians want to be tapped by the royal sword and turned into a sir. I've never understood that. I've I've never really understood it. And somebody said to me like the other week, they said, "Well, they could you know they could you know you should you should talk to Major So and So. You know he'll sort that out for you or whatever." And I just thought, actually, do I? I don't care. Our father worked um, fought in the Second World War, and he came out on the other end with no no letters before or after his name. Yes. So if he did that for his country, I don't see why I should have an OBE or anything just for being a musician. Yeah. Did Did, did your dad ever talk about? Did he have a, a good war? Was he? Uh, he he yes, had, he did. I think. I he? think he was lucky. He lost yeah. his best friend very early on. Yeah. His friend, it was one of his best mates, was killed beside him uh, on one of his first um, not missions, whatever you call it. Mm. And but dad was on combined um, operations, operations yeah. combined operations. I'm about to say combined harvester. <laughs> yeah. Combined, combined <laughs> operations. He was, was on a combined harvester yeah. throughout the war. Yeah. <laughs> Com combined operations. That's very dangerous. Combined harvesters. If you fall into that. <laughs> Exactly. Absolutely. So the combat operations were big flat boats that went up to the beaches and then this thing um, uh, rolled like down, like, yeah. like a Dunkirk, and, and, and the, track, uh, the um, tanks and everything else would roll off. And Dad was operating one of those. And he lied about his age. I think he got into the uh, Navy when he was 17, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and, um, and overall was, was, was very fortunate as far as we can gather. Yeah. But he didn't talk about it much. Um, but the one thing that used to happen, if you ever had to wake him up, he would he would jump up and, and almost stand up and salute. Right. He had ne he didn't lose that ever. Yeah. So if he was asleep in the chair, and you woke him up. He was yeah. really, it was really quick. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. it, he wouldn't necessarily salute, but he'd stand to attention. Yeah. 
Uh, because then he'd go and get his gun and chase us around the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty scary stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think I think um, I think going back to the younger generation you were talking about, I think one of the things is that the old the older generation, and that's a generation beyond us in a way, know what it what it means to have to fight for things that you value. The younger generation, and it's not their fault, they have not had to do that. The no. rights and privileges and liberties and privacy that they have have been passed on to them by previous generations. Um, and they don't understand, I believe that they don't truly understand the sacrifices that were made in the past to, to make these things real. Um, and so, so they, they kind of think that it's a given, that it doesn't, that they don't need fighting for. And an American politician, I can't remember what it was, said, um, you know, it needs fighting for every single year, every does, day, every, yeah. every mm. single day. These yeah. things are not a given. Yeah. Michael, sorry, but Michael Gove actually said, did, yeah. you know, in an interview, when governments take rights and privileges away, it's rare that governments give them back. That's right. Mm. Yes, yeah, and he knows whereof he speaks because <laughs> he knows he knows whereof he speaks. He certainly does. Yeah. yeah, So I'm, now, you know, I'm uh, sorry. Go on. No, no. I was, I was, I was going to completely change the subject because I've been dying to ask you. Have you seen that video by? Is it called Altian, the 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 Australian X Factor winner about the? No. Oh, you've got to watch it. I mean, it's 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 six hours long, so obviously you you don't watch it. Watch it. Um, you know, you, you get the idea after a while. Altian, it's about the connections between the music industry and the high-level Freemasonry and the kind of all the evil that has infected the, um, the industry. Okay. And I was wondering right. at what level you have to make your pact with the devil. Like, obviously, you, you, you got your hits without having to sell your souls, I imagine. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, but did, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we... we... For us, because we were never part of the major cartel, we even, yes. even in America, uh, it, it, for people that don't know this, you have an artist deal, and that's when an artist signs to a label. Um, we didn't have that. We had a, what's called a licensing deal, where you have a, like almost a production deal. You have a small deal, which is your domestic deal, and yeah. that gets sold on. Yeah. And it's called a licensing deal. So you're not, you, you, you don't, you're not really, it, you use their machinery, but you're not being managed and and manipulated by them in the same way it's, yeah. it's a very different deal anyway so we didn't we were never part of that we never got involved in the um uh, you know, hand meeting all the the big wigs of labor of major record companies because yeah. we weren't signed to them yeah we we were we we were sort of um we were coveted i suppose to a degree by some people we had joel silver um came, came backstage johnny depp mickey rourke Diane Keaton. We but you didn't have to have sex with them before you got you got on. That was the main thing. No, no, not, no, not no, to my knowledge. We, we, we did ask them. Yeah, <laughs> and they would, and they wouldn't, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you can't really blame them. No. We, we got invited to to a few odd parties that uh, one we went to, and we we went in, and the girls were far too young, and we just it was just a gut feeling. We went in. Yeah. This is not right, man. We need, yeah. to, we need to leave. And we did literally just do a U-turn and leave. You do, I mean, some of the people were really, really interesting, but we never really, uh, we were, we, I tell you what, we were invited, good example is we were invited to a, an opening in London about three years ago, three or four years ago. Oh, longer, I think, anyway. Anyway, um, and um, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And John Travolta was there and the whole thing. And we were going to do the Otter. Ray Liotta and we do the carpet thing. Fred and I get there and we look at all this stuff in Leicester Square and then the cameras and the red carpet and all this kind of stuff. And we just thought, oh my God, this is going to be awful. This is going to be, so we, we found a pub, which yeah. was just up the way, 
we got slaughtered and then we went back <laughs> and, and then we got hammered we did it and that's kind of what we're like really we're not you know there's a part of me that wants it but the bigger part doesn't yeah i get a big kick out of um out of playing music and writing songs and i also get a kick out of being able to say what we believe now in this mess that we're all in um i wouldn't i couldn't stand <coughs> to be part of a system where i was being um sort of you know being told what to say or told to Pull, pull back, you know, we, we pretty much say what we want. The, the usual suspects are very quiet, aren't they? Yeah. The ones that normally mouth off, you know. Totally. I mean, we're very grateful uh, to have you with us in, in the in the foxholes, in the trenches, fighting fighting alongside us. Because it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, okay, so there's you, there's Eric yep. Clapton. He's played a blind, hasn't he? I mean. Yes, yeah. Ian Brown. Ian Brown. Ian Brown. I mean, we've got some yes. good people. Um, there's yeah, Jim Jim yeah. Cor, Danny Rampling. Yeah, yeah. Danny Rampling. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. yep. What's weird? We've, I won't mention the band, but we've had messages from a couple of bands, more successful than us, and they've said, oh, "Keep up the good fight, great stuff." And my, I'm thinking, why aren't you saying this, man? <laughs> yeah. You've got a bigger reach than we have, but you know. Yeah, it's, it is weird. It is. It is. I mean, yeah. And particularly, it's not just our, um, musicians. It's also think of all the dancers, yeah, comedians, comedians. You know, throughout <coughs> the, I, the, um, uh, Lawrence, Andrew Lawrence does a really good thing on uh, on on his little sort of podcast type thing. Yeah. Uh, Bob, is it a podcast or a blog? I can't remember. Podcast. podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, and he, you know, he's obviously very aware of the fact that, that venues are closed. He can't do shows, and so he's doing a fundraising thing, like a kind of um, fundraising thing, GoFundMe page. For his uh, for his broadcast and it, and he's really really good and it, he understands clearly um, he's very non PC and I really like that he, he <laughs> slags everybody off he's very 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 funny did a really good hatchet job on Keir Starmer the other day um, and uh, and for artists you know many artists like that there is you know they their their income stream has been completely taken away and we're lucky we have you know, we can keep the wolf from the door because we have uh, you know sort of we write songs so we have kind of what they call pipeline money. You know, but if you're a Western dancer, a Western singer, you know, a choreographer, really, really tough. Yeah, this is this is a really tough time, and I think unions, when it's the MU or Equity, I, I understand their position. They have to look that they look towards the guidelines, and they can't be seen to be renegade, if you like. But they have to. I think they they really have to fight the fight here. This is it. This is people's lives and people's living. Some people have spent their entire lives working to be a dancer, working mm. to be a singer. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's a massive deal. Shouldn't really, we just retrain really... like Richie Sunak said? <laughs> retrain, yeah, yes. I think, I think Richie's got really, he, he, he really got hold of something. Like <laughs> yes. Oh, They've got retrain. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I wanted to be a dancer, but now I'm learning to code. Yeah, that's really yeah. going to work, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, I know, you know, I know. Yeah. It, it, it is. Well, in all fairness to him, he retrained as a rich woman's husband, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. He yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, well. <laughs> yeah. The, the, um, the entertainment industry and the, the hospitality industry are, are the yes, industries yeah. that have been among the hardest hit by this. Yes. And I think, okay, at the beginning, it might have been excusable. It might have been, look, it's all going to be over by Christmas, people thought, or before Christmas. You know, the, the, this was in the, you remember that time where we thought three weeks was a long time for a lockdown and it was quite a radical <laughs> thing and it was never going to happen again. They told us all this. Yeah. So I can see why at the beginning, but now it's so obvious what's going on. Is, yeah. They want to crush yeah. us. They want to crush small yeah, they, businesses. 
they don't ever want us to go to the pub anymore because actually they don't want us talking in groups and, and plotting against them and, and agreeing that something weird is going on. Huh. You would have yeah, thought yeah. at this point that, well, certainly the music industry would say, right, fuck this, we had enough, we're gonna, we're gonna fight. And you would have thought the, um, the musical industry would be the same. I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber had a brief stab, didn't he? And then he kind of retreated. Yeah. Um, yes, and there yes, was a, yes. you, you know, the, the day after our, our London march, there was a kind of yeah. dance event in, yes, in was, yeah. around Trafalgar Square. Yeah. And I yeah, originally was, yeah. initially thought, yeah, go on, go on, stick it to the man, fight back through the medium of beats, you know, and let, let's yeah, play uh, uh, Don't Take the Vaccine. Or, or, um, yeah. But yeah. it turns out that actually the police were on board with this. And the reason they were on board with it was, it was basically the music industry saying, look, we'll get the kids jabbed uh, if you give, if you let them come and put money in our clubs again, which is not, I mean, that's like saying, yeah, we'll all wear the yellow star and live in our ghetto <laughs> as long as you don't kill us. I mean, yeah, you know how yeah. that works out, don't we? Yeah, yes. is, is that is that the arrangement? That's they, why they, they, really, is that, that really? was that. I, I that really... This is what I've been hearing. I I initially thought this is great. This is because dance music is about freedom. Yeah, it was not. It was not that. There, there was. They they're definitely seeing this. They're desperate to get the young jabbed as quickly as yes, possible before people realise just what a what a shit show we've invited on ourselves. And you know, before kids start yes. dying, they want to. That's how bad it is. It's, it is. I mean, I, we had the guy, there was a guy, Edmonds, Professor Edmonds. Oh, on, John, oh. John Edmonds from Sage. Or Sage. Saying that we can we can get back to normal once we've got all the kids vaccinated. What a poisonous It is just, uh, it is just, uh, you can't actually, most staggering thing to me is that within, within 15 to 18 months, we have got to this place. Very good. This has not been a generational, you know, decay of, of morals and, and a philosophical outlook. This has been something incredibly sudden very, and pushed really, really hard. It's found sympathy in many, 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 many people. We have we were working with two guys in uh, LA, song, <laughs> songwriting, yeah. and they sent us a, an email saying we don't want to work with you anymore based upon your position with masks. <laughs> Honestly, right? You must have been, you know, gutted. <laughs> well, I just think no. I just think <laughs> we didn't give a shit. Really, no, but... I just think you know. I mean, I, I, one thing I would like to say before I forget. Yeah, the next march is on. 24th, 24th July. Yes. If there are any musicians, artists, dancers, performers of any kind watching this, please come along. Please come along. You yes. don't you don't have to be on the same page with everything that we think, but show some support for those who have been completely ruined in the last mm. 6 uh, 18 months in an industry that was already music in particular was already under great stress. So if you, you know, if you're not doing anything on that Saturday, please come along and make yourself known. And uh, I tell you who was there, Glenn Matlock was there apparently. Yes, he was on Saturday. Was we he? were talking Glenn Matlock. Glenn, yeah, mm. apparently. Um, but then I think all these, I think all these musicians and artists should all be together. You know, it's, it's you know, there's Danny Rampling at one end and then we're at the other and Glenn Matlock's 400 yards ahead. We all need to be walking together. Uh, that, that, we, we've been with Danny a couple of times. Yeah, we on, have. On other marches. Yeah, no, he's, he's always he's, there. He's a good guy. He, he's a good guy. Exactly. But, um, just from an artist's point of view, when I, when I was watching some gigs the other day, and uh, and you just and I agree with you, James. It, it's very hard to imagine that coming back inside a generation. I think because people, 
you know, even if the promoters are there and the gig is there and everything else, just getting people to stand next to each other and feel relaxed yeah. and feel at ease with somebody who's shouting and screaming, um, that just getting people out of that fearful mindset is going to be, you know, it's, it's very hard to get that fear out of people. It's mm. easy to put it in. It is extraordinary. You know, the, uh, and this yeah. is why, you know, coming back to that, that, that when I joked about the third summer of love, but yeah. the, the, the human warmth at these, yeah. these rallies is like nothing I've experienced for yeah. a very long time. Certainly, certainly not while on drugs anyway. Um, it, <laughs> just Exactly. Well, the other, yeah, the other thing that people, th people who don't understand, they think we're doing it to try and influence politicians. That's not why I'm there. I'm there to show support to the people who think the same. And I got talking to one lady from Portsmouth, I think she was, on the last March before last, and she was about 65. And she, for her, the march was incredibly um, refreshing because where she said where she lived, she was the only one who thought as she did. And she feels completely alone. She comes up to London and there's a million people who agree with her um, and probably another million at home who, who aren't there. So it, it's, it's more about, as Fred said, it's more about changing people's minds and, and giving support to the people there. The, the politicians, these politicians, for some reason, the proper politicians we have right now don't care about the facts. They talk about the stats and, and all that. Kind of, they, they're not interested. They're not interested in a broad picture of scientific medical information that can inform the population. They're intent on one particular story. And it's like you say, you don't have to be terribly out there to be rebellious these <laughs> days. It doesn't take much, you know? No, 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 I, I agree. I. And I, I think we, well, okay, it's partly about coming together and realizing um, you're not alone. Um, yeah. But also, I think that we need to demonstrate to the government that there is this critical mass of resistance because I worry that if they whittle us down to two smaller numbers, do, have, you, have you seen the, the footage of those, those camps that they're building? They're building them yes. in, Ameri in America? In, in Australia and in the UK. And they look very sinister. They're like, I mean, they're, yeah, they're like panopticon style sort of prison camps, basically. Is, and that, I, the one in the UK, is that Five Wells? Is it called Five Wells, that one? Uh, because that's a, that's a new prison that's being built in the UK. Um, and, and that's, um, um, where is it? Not, is it Wellingborough? It might be Wellingborough. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I don't know what the camps are for. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to remain open-minded and, and not get too conspiratorial because, um, you know, obviously if, you, if you're going to build, I think it's 250 million they're spending on one or the five wells prison. Yeah. And obviously to get that up and running, that's been in the making for what last five, six years, presumably. Um, so whether that, but whether that's going to be used for people like us, I, ha I have no idea. Um, and I, but I, I, but I, I certainly agree with the, the, the mindset is so um, the mindset is so negative within the police and people who you know there's no nuance it's 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 black and white you either you know you're vaccinated or unvaccinated and we're all meant to hate each other and and that uh, in within that atmosphere those camps do appear to be very sinister that's true yeah i mean that's what that, that's what sort of bothers me at the moment i'm sort of thinking well yes. bullet in the head fine but to be to be, to be in this camp with, with these people in high-vis jackets telling you what you can and can't do, feeding you shit food, that's... Yes, yes. That's going to be really awful. It, and, yeah, uh, yes, I mean, I do, 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 you, do you think it would get that far? What's, yeah. what's, what's your opinion in terms yeah. of, 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 of the outcome? 
or possible outcome? Uh, a friend of mine has got, um, he's got clairvoyant powers and he's been onto this and, and I think he knows what's coming. I think we all know what's coming in our, you know, in our hearts that I, I think what's going to come next or at some stage, and you see, they've been seeding this reaction, this, this response in the media is that they want to put in the minds of the public, the idea that the reason that people are, are, are being hospitalized at the moment with, with new variants is because of the stubborn anti-vaxxers who refuse to take the necessary protective measures needed to stop vaccinated people dying. Well, there's a flaw in that argument, which is why would you take these vaccines if they're not gonna, well, they're not experimental um, gene therapy. Why would you, why would you have those, that, that treatment um, if it doesn't even protect you from getting the, getting the bug, you know, what is the point? But it's amazing how gullible, um, malleable the people are because the media has not been has not been doing its job. It's not been holding the government account because it's being paid by the by the government to basically put out mm. pure propaganda. And so yeah, yeah. you've got, you've already got got media influencers like putting out the idea that that anti-vaxxers are selfish. They're not just jeopardizing their own lives. They're jeopardizing the lives of the vaccinated. It, it makes no scientific or medical sense, but that is what is happening. And I think that the, ne- the, the, the next stage is that the unvaccinated are going to be deliberately scapegoated by the government and they're going to be blamed for what is actually being caused by the, the AD responses to this, this gene therapy. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. Um, I hope I'm right. You know, I, I don't want to be right. I so want people to say, yeah, James Dallingpoy, you're such a twat. You're completely wrong. <laughs> Talking, you're a, yeah, you're yeah. a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. But it's not looking good, is it? I mean, there's so much evidence around of, of, of dark things happening. Yeah. There is. Do, do you not feel that, that, that even the most sort of... Um, the, 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 the most ardent followers and, and, rule, and rule abiders, are, even they are beginning to think, hang about, this, does, this is feeling weird. Do you not feel that there's a slight shift um, that maybe would, would scupper what the government have in, have in mind? Well, you, mentioned, you mentioned at the beginning, you mentioned that human ele- element. We are, we are un- unpredictable and it's possible. Yes. And if you, I don't know whether you've, you've come across that guy, um, Cliff, High, is it Cliff High? I think it is Cliff High. He's a he's an American podcaster. What he does is he looks at um, uh, he analyzes word trends on 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 in social media and stuff. I think so. He he, right, he right. sees what people are talking about and where where the conversation is going, and he okay, thinks right. something is going to happen in July where th- there's going to be a shift in the public's mood i mean it how how for how much longer can they go on pretending that these adverse reactions to vaccines are just not a thing how many times can they go on using that word rare in front of blood clots when in fact they're incredibly common blood clots i mean that's rare being redefined to mean something it doesn't mean (laughs) yes i I agree the thing that the in uh, yes in milwaukee i think um, uh, one of the um, the senator, one of the senator, they wanted to uh, do a 
like a kind of a, a conference with parents of children that have been adversely affected by the vaccine. Yeah. And he was really heavily criticised by the, the governor of the state for being, you know, for being difficult and uh, controversial and blah, blah, blah. so rather than being supportive and saying, no, these people ha- need to have their story yeah. told. We need to hear what the consequences are of this vaccine for some people. That wasn't his response at all. And the, I find it quite interesting that one of, the, one of the messages I get all the time is from people who used to work at the NHS, who now say that it's such a political machine now mm-hmm. um, that you, it's not purely about medicine. It's, a, it's, about, it's about a narrative and about a story. Um, now, obviously, great medical care is still going on within the, within the NHS. Um, but we have a friend who's a, a, a family member who's in the, works in the, in the NHS. And they were told in no uncertain terms a few months ago that uh, there was there was to be no future, no more CPR in, in the um, A&E. No more CPR. If you want to give anybody CPR, you've got to go and get a hazmat suit. You've got to go and sign it off. And the, by which time you come back and the person's dead. Yeah. So, do you remember those? Do you remember those days when we used to think that the NHS was there to save us? How <laughs> naive <No, laughs> <not. laughs> we were. Now we're here to save the NHS. Apparently. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I know. I know. You've, well, you've, particularly when you've got people like. Uh, have you ever watched Dr. Hillary Jones? Have you ever watched him on TV? He's, uh, it's extraordinary. Dr. <laughs> Hillary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you see him do the CPR thing with, with, the, with the dummy? He looked like he was trying to kill the person. I mean, I don't know anything about this, but he looked very violent and not like I've seen on other uh, health and safety. How did he, did he have a, like a mouth? Yeah, they covered, covered the mouth, yeah. Right, and then right. did this... <laughs> So, I mean, breathing. <laughs> to be fair, doctors are the last people you want doing stuff like CPR or giving you a jab. Even you, you notice that when when you when the doctor gives you a jab, they always mess it up. You want you want nurses yeah, to do yeah. it who do it all the yeah, time. Do that's true. That is true. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I've got to the stage where I'm terrified of going anywhere near a hospital or or my NHS doctor or anything. A, I don't want to be badgered badgered with messages about why haven't you had your jab yet, uh, and. Yes. and and B, well, it, it, I think the whole system is 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 tainted. It's like, it, it, yeah. The thing is, one, is one of the most dangerous yeah. things I think. Let's suppose, let's imagine a time if we're you know hopeful, that when this is all over, okay, yeah. and things <laughs> and things to turn to a sort right. of normality. Okay. If they if if they, <laughs> if they ever do, one of one of the <laughs> no, you're right. One of the big problems is going to be whatever happens. Trust in some essential organisations has gone. Yeah. Trust in science is very, very shaky now. Trust in the government is incredibly mm. shaky, and in, and in politicians. Yeah. Trust in the media is, is, is at an all-time low. When trust in these fundamental organisations takes such a dip, it's, I think it's so, for society, it's extremely dangerous. Well, well, you know, it, because you have to have an element like you know, the, with the police. You have to feel that they're on your side, not that they are there to stop you doing exercising your legitimate rights. What you did know? you think of the uh, the uh, Chris Whitty thing with the two lads who wanted a selfie with him? I think it's been- Did you fake. see that? I think it's, th- this, I, I agree with, um, what's his name? Um, uh, Hugo Talks. I think there's, ah. there's, there's much that is suspicious about that. Um, the quality of the Which video. Sorry? Oh, I see, right. Yeah, the quality- Do you think it was safe? No, it, one doesn't know. Um, but no. there were police police vans in in the in the background. Uh, now, would you do something like that if you if if you thought you were going to be? Um, it's it's difficult to know that that they were they were pretending they were they were fans, weren't they? And that they wanted to kind of yes. wanted a selfie. Yeah. Maybe they were yeah. drunk. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. I it's, mean, what do you feel about the Nick, what did you feel about the Nick Watts thing, James? Did you think that was a setup same. or not? I think that's a setup. Same, do you? Do you? Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Right. right. Okay. I mean, but, I was disappointed with disappointed but not surprised by Andrew Neil's response, who described the Nick Watt, the people that were chasing Nick Watts as, as the baying mob. And uh, it was definitely, like, it's a bit like trying to get one lawyer to criticise another lawyer. It's very tricky. <laughs> so getting one journalist to criticise another is very tricky. You know? this, look, we're definitely getting this, this narrative um, that, which is a complete uh, distortion of the reality. And the narrative is these people that are protesting are, okay, so the, 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 they can't deny that we're turning up in large numbers. But what they're now doing is saying, yeah, but these people are basically crazy and dangerous. They, look, they're, they're attacking the chief medical officer. I mean, he's just a, he's a public servant doing his job. He's, he's, he's got the best of motives and, and, and he's not trying to, to kill you all. <laughs> Honest. And, and then you've got this, and, and it'd be, like, when, since when is it, was it the prime minister's job to speak out about a panorama editor? Or, uh, or sorry, yeah. whatever, whatever he does. I don't, I don't want to be seen anymore. Or it's just nonsense that, and in neither instance were they under any kind of threat. It was obvious that this was not yeah. mob violence. This was just kind of, yeah. if assuming it's true, it was just kind of, mm. you know, barricade. Exactly. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I also, I also think. You know, if you're, I don't know so much about the Chris Whitty thing, but certainly the Nick Watts thing, let's, for the sake of argument, assume it's genuine. Yeah. I don't think, I don't, you don't have to approve it, but you don't necessarily have to show too much surprise. Many of those people could have been license fee player, payers. Yeah. Many of those people might have been watching the BBC and, and now wondering why they're only getting one side of the story yeah. and wondering why investigative journalism seems to be absent at the BBC. So don't be surprised if you know every action demands a reaction. And uh, it, I think it was slightly ridiculous of Andrew Neil to say, to describe these people that he didn't know as a baying mob. And that to me, what that told me was that the, 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 the rot has gone so deep and the ordinary people's views, even if they are expressed in a boisterous way, which is what, which is what was the case then, yeah. um, are to be kind of dismissed in a way as being um, just part of the mob and not to be taken too seriously. These yeah. people were, were, were angry. They struck me as being angry. I, I saw a clip yesterday of um, Loose Women. I, I never watched it, but I saw this clip. And Denise Welsh was, um, was speaking out. <clears throat> and the other women, it, they, there was no... There was no... In, they weren't interested in listening at all. They were just shaking their heads and, 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 and you know, this sort of dismay in their eyes, you know. It yeah. was, I mean, really appalling behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, and, and she's doing it, voicing an opinion. Well, I mean, you can talk, you can talk, about, you can talk about the institutional failure of the, the music industry in, insofar as it is an institution. Yeah. Um, and I can yes. talk about the institutional failure of, of, of the media, which has just yes. been, it's, it, it, it is throughout, it's just failed to do its job of holding the government yeah. to account. And it's, yeah. it's partly that they're under, you know, People say, "Well, why does talk radio? Why have they why have they stopped stopped talking about you know to people who don't like the vaccine?" And the answer is they're under such huge pressure from Ofcom. So you've yeah. got this government regulatory body, which is supposed to be kind of semi-independent, supposedly representing the interests of the viewer, which actually yeah. is doing the government's dirty work and saying, 
you can't do your job. You can't report on stuff. You can't, I mean, isn't it just like the best, you, you could imagine it's there's material for two dozen panoramas on, on the vaccines, on the scandal, on, on, on procurement, on, on the untested nature thereof. Nothing. Nothing. No. It's it's not happening. No, I know. I know. It is. It's, it's extraordinary to me. And it's uh, if if all the if all the institutions were doing their job properly, if science was believable, if and consistent, and if the government's position was believable, pragmatic and consistent, and if and if journalism was doing its job, there would not be over one million people on the street. That's that number of people is an indication. It's like a kind of a weather vane that yeah. something is fundamentally askew. And it doesn't, you can, you, you know, you can have all, many, many kinds of interpretations as to what that problem might be, but you have to recognize that that indicates a problem and the, and the government need to address it. Now, the mm. problem, I think, with, the, with the, this government and the, the appalling opposition that we've got, if you want to call yes. it that, is there are no men, I know it sounds corny, it, says, I mean, it can make me sound about 120, but there are no men and women of honor in the, on the front benches. That's the problem. No, they, they you know, all together. I mean, there yeah. are you know there are one of, there are one or more, one or two people who speak from the heart, I think. But broadly speaking, they're all a lot of them are obsessed with focus grouping and polling, and everything they think is dependent upon how they think it will be received by their focus group. We we need people in this country, leading this country, who genuinely believe in a set of fundamental principles, yeah. fundamental principles like privacy, like the freedom of conscience, all that stuff which sounds terribly antiquated now in the world we currently you know, inhabit, but that's what this country needs. It needs people who say what they think, but doesn't they that, believe. Doesn't that feed into the argument that <coughs> the people number 10 are not, are not making the decisions? Well, that's that as well. And, you're, and it's a, this, we're in the middle of a great reset or whatever name you want to give it. And, 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 the, and uh, you know, the, the direction, the manipulation, the coercion comes from a different source. Oh, I think it does. Is that, yeah. 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 Oh, why is my why is my voice? Am I get, I'm getting feedback. Are you getting you you hear you're not hearing feedback. You're right. no. Oh, I wonder why it's annoying. Uh, no, that has you're being hacked, mate. Yeah, exactly. I probably am. Probably am being hacked. <laughs> unless just, there is a drone outside your window with, yeah, <laughs> with right. a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, what what we're we talking about? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I do. Think, it's really annoying. I do think really that weird. I hope it's not going to affect the sound. Um, I do think that the, the people in in government are not are, ju are just following instructions from higher up. I, th I think that they're right okay. because it's also it's also coordinated. That that you know it's it, yes. it, it's happening particularly in the five eyes five eyes nations for some reason. Yes, yeah. um, yes. It's there's something significant about that. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, Australians are feeling just as just as badly as we are. So, so, so the key is what it's like to be yeah. Canadian right now. I mean, imagine. Well, yeah. Canada is just in pain. Isn't I know, it's horrible. I know, I know. And 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 and, and, this, and the Kiwis. I mean, it's, just, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's frightening. I agree. Mm, I agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's um. You, we can argue. You know, people can argue. I think people get in a way. They get a bit bogged down by the science of the whole thing. You can, we can always, we, you know, it's like, a bit like the Bible in a way. You can pretty much prove anything if you know the Bible well enough. Mm. And I think the science on this is a bit like that. So for me, it's always, and I'm not a doctor, obviously, so I, 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 my, my principal position is how is this affecting my ability to lead the life I want, to maintain the privacy I want, and to say what I think. 
Those, that's where I come from. And I think every single man, woman and child in this country has the right to make up their own mind without being bullied or coerced. And the minute you say to somebody, you know, you can work here if you get the jab, that to me is breaking, the, apart from anything, the European Code, and it's breaking a fundamental principle yeah. of freedom of choice. <clears throat> Um, and uh, without rattling on for too long, <laughs> we have started, we allowed this to happen, and it's been happening now since the 60s. The minute we allowed, you know, the, the state to move inside your car that you've bought, you, when you buy a car, you buy the space inside it, but we allowed the state to come into that space and say, you must wear a seatbelt. Now that, I'm not against seatbelts, so I think they're a good idea, but we have to understand what that is philosophically. That is philosophically allowing the state into your space and telling you how to behave. That's what it is. Then it was cigarettes. You can't smoke cigarettes. And now we can't even look at them, apparently. So when you get us into a shop, it's all, it's all screened up. I love up. the way they roll back and silver thing. Like these, you know. So yeah, I, I think we've... Yeah. You know? And apparently they're, 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 they're going to ban you smoking in pub gardens next. <laughs> is, is that serious? Yeah. Seriously, yeah, yeah. seriously yeah. It's, it's not even a joke. How, no. how does that work? I mean, you know, interestingly, um, this is how, how these people operate. Um... I wrote a book called Watermelons about the whole climate change industry, which is a sort of precursor to the whole COVID industry. Um, right. And uh, one of the things I talked about is the, there was a, you know, passive smoking, you know about passive smoking. Yes. We all know about, yeah. we all know that that's the only, the only reason why they, they ban smoking in pubs, because otherwise it would be a, be an imposition, wouldn't it? Or people's freedoms. If, if, if the only person you're harming is your, yourself. So they had to invent this, this reason. So yes, yes. These, um, these, uh, these, these scientists called Enstrom and Kabat, I think they were, did the largest ever, ever survey on passive smoking. It was, it was, it was over, a, over a period, I think, of 10 years. And, and it, it had a, a massive um, number of people in the survey. And it was initially supported by all the kind of cancer charities, uh, because obviously when the survey revealed that, you know, the truth, it was going to be incontrovertible that passive smoking was a terrible thing. Anyway, uh, a couple of years into the study, they realized it wasn't going to go the way that they were expecting it to. And they thought, well, we're going to right. stick to the evidence. And, and you know, whatever, if the evidence shows us that passive smoking is just a, like a meme, it's just like a made up thing. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. You know, after all, we're scientists and we're serving the truth. Anyway, as soon as this became clear, all the cancer charities um, removed their support and they had to, they had to, I think they had to continue with, they could only way they continue was with the support of the, um, of the tobacco industry. So of course it completely, <laughs> right. because, because even though what they said was, was scientifically honest, um, yeah. the other side could just say, well, this was sponsored by, by big tobacco. Of course. But, yes, yes, yes. I think where we are now is the product of decades of it is we've been ground down. Yes, yes. we have absolutely. absolutely. Yes. No, yeah. I agree. That, yeah. the, the, the smoking thing. What I what I did, no, never understood right from the beginning is why the, the the issue of choice was not the central pillar around which all this was hung. If you if I was running a restaurant and I wanted to make it a smoking only restaurant and I went out yes. of business, that is my problem. That's my fault. And I should take responsibility for that. The government decided not to give you the choice. They decided not to give business the choice. They decided not to give anybody the choice and they banned it. Yeah. So they, right there and then you can see that prohibition is much closer to their hearts than choice. That's, okay. that's, where, that's, that's what we're dealing with. 
people who are not philosophically grounded in, in notions of privacy, freedom of choice, freedom of conscience, all that stuff. And until, they, until we find politicians that are, we're going to be dealing with this. That's the truth. I think it's, it's almost worse than that, though. I think they've already decided the direction of travel. And then they just fit, they, they, they invent the evidence to fit what they, what they want to achieve. So, yeah, so you know, they want to get everyone vaccinated in order to have so-called vaccine passports, which are ultimately going to be kind of biochips, which are going to be a way of controlling us in, in, in different ways. Um, so they then invent all this shit about, oh yeah, the, the Indian, Indian variant, which is now the kind of the oh, Delta yeah. variant. They, they, and this is just made up stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, you've heard Mike Yeadon, haven't you? He, he, he says that, 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 okay, assuming that this is a real virus as opposed to just kind of rebadged re flu. Uh, yeah. so, suppose it is SARS-CoV-2. Well, what he says is that, that people who've been exposed uh, even tangentially to the SARS-CoV-1 still have the T-cell antibodies, which, which render them you know, uh, either immune or at least they're not going to get harmed by SARS-CoV-2. So the idea that these, these kind of minute variations are, a, it's just, it's just bullshit. Yeah, it exactly. is bullshit, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know, but somebody told us the other day about the Scottish variant. Have you heard about that? No, what does it do? <laughs> well, it's, apparently it's easy to spot because it's tartan. Yeah. And it has the, the spike proteins are little pipes. You hear it. And you can always hear it coming. <laughs> Yeah, it's very painful. Very, you don't yeah, want to go anywhere near that. You've got to wear. No, and the, the one that made me laugh particularly was the Kent variant. Yes, I know. Do you remember that, the Kent variant? It came in winter. That came in, didn't it? Yeah. So uh, I, I agree. I, the, the 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 chaos. You know, you sit, you walk into a restaurant. The table will be right by the door. They'll put their mask on when they walk into the restaurant. They'll walk three feet, sit down, and take the mask off. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a theatre of the madness. It is, yes. The virus knows. The virus knows where, where, whether you're going to the loo, in which case you have to wear. And <laughs> yeah, I know. The thing is, James, if if we have a scientist come out of Sage saying we've done a lot more research on this, we now know that the virus only exists th about three feet and above in the air. Yeah. So if you if you crawl around yeah. with a hat on. Yeah. You can yes. avoid it. You will, you will yes. be completely immune. People would. Yeah. Some people, I'm telling you, some people would. Did you, did you, did you hear about the, the, I think it was a 4chan prank meme, whatever. Uh, it was one of the, one of the chat sites where they, they, they invented this, this, this rumor that tenor voices are vibrate at a level which transmits the virus more than say a baritone or a soprano. <laughs> would. Okay. And then, this was picked up on by the Welsh government. And Mark Drickford issues this directive saying um, choirs, when they're practicing, they shouldn't, you, you shouldn't have a tenor or, or, or the tenor should be especially careful because the people will just believe this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yes, they will. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's like the pollen thing. It's now, now you can, it's, it, apparently it travels the earth on pollen, apparently, yeah. you know. And then the other thing the other day was get your pets jabbed. You remember that? Yep. yep, get, get, yep. If you have a dog, get your dog jabbed. That well, is happening. Work, speaking, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, people will be doing that. Yeah, they will be doing that. Yeah, they will. I mean, I just, uh, I, I, you know, I just, I don't know my fellow man like I thought I did. That's no. all I can say no. now. Um, Things, I, I can tell. Certain, 
talking to you two, that, that you feel rather as I do, that, that this is pretty much the end, but we've just got to be cheerful about it and just, you know, be of... Yeah, I think Charlie Chaplin once <coughs> said, in the face of laughter, nothing can stand. And uh, I, I think yeah. you've just got to keep mm. laughing at these idiots and, and, and hope they go away. But yeah. I, think we, I think we are getting to a tipping point. And I think there is a time for the, the time for, for discourse and logic, I think, has passed now. I don't think that that makes a difference to political policy at all. No, it doesn't. No. I think the only thing that's going to make a, a difference to political policy fundamentally is a massive turnout on the streets. And I think you need, we're going to need to be two or three million people on the street to make it absolutely clear that this will not stand. Well, I think when furloughs stop, surely that's going to trigger yeah. a whole load of upset, trauma. You'd, you know. you'd hope. I mean, I think Orwell was right. If there's any hope, it, it lies with the proles. I mean, university educated people have been pretty, pretty stupid throughout yes. this. Yes. It's the kind of people, it, it, it's the plumbers. It's the guy who comes to put on your satellite um, dish. Absolutely. Yes. People like yeah. that. Yeah. They, know, they know the school, but yeah. uni educated people are just like gone. I think, and I think we're going to need massive civil disobedience of, you know, not, not a great, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you see, I'm not, I'm a peace and love kind of guy. I mean, I, I'd love to have been in World War II, obviously being a hero, charging the German machine gun nests or, you know, that, that would have been cool had I been there, but I, I haven't been trained for violence. I don't, I don't know how it works. I mean, no, 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 I agree with you. I agree. I mean, I think it's, uh, after we grew up with, with, a, with our father was the sort of guy who would put chains on his ties in August, just in case, mm. you know, so we're, we, we grew up in that very sort of collective, you know, be very careful kind of thing. Um, and, um, and I, we're not trained for it either, but I just have this, I just have a feeling when we did, a, we did on the March of the day, we did an interview for um, NTD and um, this guy started shouting COVID idiots at us while we were doing the, the chat. Oh yeah. And I just, flew, I just flew at him. I mean, I would, I just lost my, I lost my mojo completely. He didn't half leg it. I, and he legged it. Yeah. Uh, I just walked towards him looking much more scary than I really am. And he legged it. He yeah. did, yeah. But it, that, it, it makes me so angry when people are not, um, just when they don't think. We, everybody has, they, you know, have, the, have the courage to use your own intellect, as the saying goes. Yeah. And so if you want to wear a mask, know what you're going to, why you're wearing it, what sort of mask works, who's told you to do this, what do you expect it's going to do, will it harm your lungs, will it harm your skin, know all this. You know, and the pack, when you buy these blue masks that you see everybody wearing, on the yeah. packet it says, not for medical use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it says on the packet. Yeah. You know, so, I, you know, idiocy, I have no time for idiocy at all. I'm sorry, I, I just don't. And I think people in the, in the limelight, people like Elton John or, or Springsteen or the Foo Fighters are an absolute disgrace. They're a disgrace. And, the, and I, I'm, I grew up as a monarchist. But I think the Queen was a complete disgrace when she had herself being jabbed, supposedly, and had it filmed. If she wants, if she wants the jab, that's fine. It's a personal decision, and it's nobody else's business. The minute you point a camera at it, it's propaganda. Uh, I've been so a monarchist. Was... I've, I've been a fan of the Queen, especially all my life, and that was yeah. the relationship over for me. I I could not. Yeah. I'm, I'm no longer a, a monarchist or a royalist. I, I think they can, can. The royal family can stick it. I think that was absolutely yeah, that's, that's betrayal true. of constitutional yeah, so monarchy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Also, yeah. the you know, I, I, you know, the it, for me, I, I've always felt that um, when, when the government overstepped the line, there was always that that firm, as they call it, in, in position as a, as a bulwark against um, you know yes. the, the state over, overreaching. You know, yeah. she's the head of the state. She's the head, she represents the people. She does not represent the government. She represents the people, and as a consequence of that, I think she she reneged on her duty at that moment when she had that filmed. And uh, but seeing Prince Charles at the WAF, Prince William you know, in the same kind of company, it's it's, it's not good. It's, it's, it's no. Very, very do, you remember, do you remember in you, when we were sort of growing up and we sort of imagined if there was ever going to be a civil war, you know, if if you had a rerun of, of, of Parliament versus the Royalists. You just yes. knew that the royal family and the army would be on your side and, and standing up yes. for Britishness and, and, and defending our country. And look at what's yeah. happened. I mean, the Queen's sold us down the river, you know, saying to, to, to Big Pharma. And the, the military, where we thought that they're going to have these old-fashioned values, they're going to defend us, they've all surrendered to the jab too. So that if you don't get the jab, you know, you, you don't get to stay in the army now or, or, or near no, as damn it. Really. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all being forced to take it. Well, okay, how is that going to work out? I mean, number one, politically and ideologically. So you've now got the army committed to the same cause as Bill Gates and Big Pharma and all the bad guys. And number two, you've got the possibility of uh, fighting men being falling sick this summer. I mean, so this winter because of ADE responses to, I mean, this is, this is the worry, isn't it? it it's going to attack healthy young people with yeah. their spike proteins I mean, going haywire. Yes, yes exactly. I, I, well, I, when I saw the Eric Clapton um, piece to camera, and he was very honest. I mean, he, you, know, he, you know, he couldn't use his hands for two or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he said it, it went into his body and completely jumbled up his natural immune system to the point where nothing seemed to make sense. Now, for somebody in his position and his career path, not being able to use your hands is extremely frightening. I mean, that would be his life over. And yet when he he merely told the story about how he felt, that's all he did. Yeah. And he was pilloried. He, he was pilloried for it. You know, and, uh, and he actually said the phone rings less now than it did before. Um, it's, it's, there's a lack of a lack of empathy and a lack of, you know, when you say to somebody, I'm not going to take the vaccine, they don't sort of nod and say, well, that's, you know, it's up to you. They sort of look at you like you're an absolute idiot, you know, <laughs> yeah. an, an unthinking fool, yeah, yeah. you know, and I, <clears throat> I, 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 it's very sad. Uh, I, I like some of the comments you get online. They say, uh, I had my second jab three weeks ago and I've still got blurred vision. <laughs> Is that normal? <laughs> Are you bonkers? Are you bonkers? You yeah. know, there was, there was a, there's a guy on, uh, he does a radio show, a guy called, uh, Russ Kane, Russ Kane. And, and, and he was the same thing you know I've had my second jab and three weeks later I feel dreadful and this has happened and that's happened but I've done and, the right thing but, but apparently it's still the right thing to do yeah. because yeah. I, I mean this the, 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 the brainwashing is just extraordinary well I thought the Andrew Marr thing was interesting wasn't it yeah. the Andrew Marr thing I've had both jabs and I've had a do- dose of Covid you know, I, I must tell you it wasn't it wasn't very funny <laughs> oh lord mate, yes you know. it's become a kind of it, it's become a sort of badge of honour hasn't it it's like my hangover yes. is just the yeah, worst yeah, is, hangover yeah. ever. Oh, you know, wait till you hear yeah. mine. I've, I've gone blind in one eye. Yeah, yeah. I've lost a, yeah, lost I've a lost leg. leg. Yeah, I've lost a yeah. leg. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've had the menopause and I've started having periods again. 
that yeah yeah that ain't that ain't what happens when you go for your your flu shot or your even your yellow fever jab yeah yeah i've had those i I didn't have reactions lasting several weeks and life impairing well also you hear there are scientists that i've seen on the on the on the feed talking about the, the 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 lack of knowledge about about the lymph glands and the reason it goes into the shoulder and the lymph glands not filtering out these spike proteins in with pre with more traditional vaccines the the, the um the lymph glands act as a kind of filter to prevent certain parts of vaccine entering into the general um body uh, you know the lungs yeah. and the heart and the internal organs with the spike protein, the as I understand it, I'm not a medical person, but as a, as I understand it, the spike protein, uh, the lymph the lymph glands do not have the ability to filter that out, so that it can get the spike proteins can go into your lungs and into your heart and into your That's into right. your blood and into your brain, the blood brain barrier yeah. through the yeah, exactly. plate. So yeah, now I don't know whether any of this is true. All I think is there's enough doubt there. For certainly for the government to say, let's just pause everything. We're not sure what's going on here. We need to do some more research. But they seem immune to any any possibility that it's harm, harming people. They don't want to hear from people that have been harmed. Um, and it's there's a general kind of silence that, that's very unusual, I think. Um, another scientist was saying, if, with any other vaccine in the past, if there had been this many adverse reactions this quickly, we would have taken it off the market immediately. Yeah, yeah. But, I think that's true, but but with this, well, no. Apparently, the governments are still banging on about about you know getting tested and having it done and having your booster and you know it's, it's, it's <laughs> the it's thing is right. again talking to you. I get the the, the feeling that you you feel the same as I do. That all all we want to do is to be left alone to live our lives as we choose to live, lead them to take whatever yeah. risks we're prepared to take with our own lives. And we don't want to, you know, yeah. we don't want to bother anybody else. I would be very happy right now if if Britain was divided into, into sectors. And, you know, there were kind of sectors for the, for the unvaccinated where we just lived a kind of an agrarian existence with our, you know, we grew our own food. But... Right. They're not even going to let us do that. They're not going to leave us alone. They're going to punish us. They're going to... Is, that's true. Do you, do you, are, are you from the mindset that uh, about the food food shortages that, yes. are, that are being talked about? It's, this, is not, happen, this is not a this is not a, a, an urban myth. I, I've heard from so many different sources that they they have they are deliberately engineering food sources in a number of ways. I mean, you think the use of agricultural land being taken over by solar farms, which generates right. sod all electricity at massive taxpayer expense. Um, yeah. So, so they're giving giving farmers huge subsidies because we know from that Jeremy Clarkson program how hard it is to make a living from actual farm. Have you seen Clarkson's farm yet? Yeah, it's uh, great, yeah. isn't it? Um, and, and, and and by the way, have you noticed how much red tape he has to put that has to put up with just to, just to earn a living? And you ask yourself, why is that red tape there? It's designed to make farming harder to 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 yeah, yes. um so you've got so so land being given to solar farms you've got people like bill gates buying up i mean he's now the biggest owner of farmland in america what's he going to do with right. that? Yeah. you've got you've got the rewilding campaign which again you see this is this makes me wonder whether this has not been planned for a long time why why were they talking about rewilding so long ago they were talking about rewilding because again 
they want to take away agricultural land and give it over to wildflowers and I don't know, whatever wolves and things. I mean, that's going to work, isn't it? Wolves, bring back the wolf. Um, yeah, you, you, you bring back the sea eagle. They, they've got sea eagles in the, in the north of Scotland, which are being reintroduced, which are kind of doing what sea eagles do, which is taking, swooping down and taking lambs. So you've got, you've got farmers being persecuted by these kind of weirdy in, environmentalists. So you've, you've got that. And then you've got the actual supply chain you've got them allowing food to, to rot in warehouses and they're going to blame it all on Brexit or something else, or maybe, maybe the, the lorry drivers have had, had COVID. And it's, this is going to translate into, into massive shortages, which are going to, well, I mean, I don't know how bad it's going to get. Are we going to get famines? Are we going to get people dying of starvation? Or are we just going to get... How, how far down the road, James, do you think that is? The reality of food. I, I, oh well, I mean, I, I, we're gonna, we're gonna, in the next few weeks, we're gonna start experiencing the food shortages thing. Definitely. Really. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. So there's going to be, and it's going to be, there's going to be the, the ADE reactions and thing, adverse reactions to, yeah. to the vaccine, people dying of that. Yeah. There's going to be yeah. the, the food shortages. There's going to be the other thing that really frightens me. Um, you know, at the beginning of all this. I was yeah. I was not a conspiracy theorist. I thought it was all just bollocks. I I used to think, what possible motivation would they have for for faking airplanes flying into the or, or you know why would they encourage why would they allow that to happen deliberately? You know they wouldn't yeah. do that. They care for us. They're like, no. Um, and I, and I went to the very earliest protest and the people in in Hyde Park, which was I think it was in beginning of April last year. I almost got, okay, I, yeah. I got threatened with arrest, even then. Uh, why, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. And most of the people there were anti-vax, they were anti-5G and stuff. And I thought, yeah, well, wow. you know, uh, these are the crazies, um, but, you know, nice to have them here. Nice, nice, nice turnout. Uh, and I recently saw the footage of one of a, a 5G transmitter on a, on a housing estate, probably somewhere up north, and there was yeah. a tree next to it. And one side of the tree, the, the bark has just all just like come off. And all the leaves on that side have just died. It's like, it's unreal. Really? Now, uh, yeah, it, it, this, is, this is all coordinated in a really scary way. And we're just going, yeah, well, we've got a new health secretary now. The sad is going to short, short things. He's not like that nasty Matt Hancock. You know, it's it's like classic good cop, bad cop, Mister Nasty, Mister Nice. They're the same. They're playing for the same team. Absolutely, one hundred percent. They are. Yes, they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, it, it would seem to me that the opposition is too. The opposition, Mister Starmer, isn't accidentally. Stammer. Cannot be. Well, he's on the trilateral commission who are pushing all this. Yes. So, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 There is, um, there is the no people, opposition with us. No, there isn't. No, 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 the, the, no. the people are stuck in the middle. The people have nobody speaking for them. No. You know, um, we're, the, we're, the we're, press isn't doing it. Um, a lot of people in, the, in showbiz and civil liberties yeah. aren't doing it. Um, and it, the people are stuck in the middle, losing their jobs, losing their access to their families, not being able to go to this, you know, to their parents' funeral or whatever it is, not being able to go on holiday. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the people in the middle that begin to get shot yeah. unless they do something about it. 
I, I mean, do you, th- do you think, do you think chats like this make any difference? I mean, I mean, I, I think it's really good that I've got you two because people, people know you and we, we might convert a few people, mightn't we? I, well, this- yeah, I, I wouldn't want to convert anybody to what we think. I just want people to think for themselves. That's all I want them to do. Hmm. I don't want them to feel that they owe a duty of loyalty to any government or anybody they don't actually know. You know, the, the, these people that they that we've elected are not friends of ours. They are not the people that we don't know in, in, in any real way. So we should not trust them automatically. You must trust your own ability to decide for yourself what is the right course of action to take in any given situation. Mm. The problem is, is that for many years now, we have been encouraged to defer to the state for everything. It's a religion. We, we look to the state for advice on what to eat, whether we should smoke, how much we should drink, you know, how much exercise we should take. None of this is the state's business. None of it. The state can advise. That's, that's, that's all it can do. Um, but I, we, we drove into London the other day. Londoners, get your dose. NHS. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is inex- inexcusable. Yeah. Propagandizing, propagandizing, whatever the word is. Sorry. I do hope this does make a difference, this, this yeah. kind of chat. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want to be waving the finger at anybody. I just want them to think for themselves and stop thinking. But to, you know. It's exactly the same. When ITV, um, on their news, report to the winner of their last talent show competition, or right. the BBC on their news show report the winner of The Voice, yeah. it's, it, you're, you're, you're using, you're, you're faking news. Yes, you are. Because that's not news. So, yeah, and, but news has become entertainment. Yeah, yeah, um, and and I, I think now when you look at TV, you've got shows that tell you, oh, they, if you want to get really cynical, it's what to cook, what to wear, what to listen to, where to go. Yeah. Um, it's, it's this, you know, it's this, it's this lifestyle in a box sent to you via your TV. Yeah, by the government. By yeah, the government. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, right at the very beginning, when we had, if you remember a couple of years ago, the whole thing was about austerity and obesity and all that stuff. And so the minute COVID happened, what struck me as being an open goal was this is the perfect opportunity for the government to get get busy on encouraging people to think about their health, yeah. their immune system, their weight, their sleep patterns, whether they're smoking too much, whether they're drinking. That was the moment. But they didn't. They didn't. And they, and they knew that. No, they didn't go down that road. What The road they went down was finger-whacking and fines. Yeah. That's where they went. And that tells you all you need to know about them. It does. It suggests that this is this is not about health. It's about something else. Because if it was about health, they'd be giving us ivermectin. They'd be giving vitamin us D. Hydroxy- vitamin yeah, D. Really- vitamin D, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I know. But let's not let's not depress people too too much. I, I, I well, actually, they should be they should be depressed. They should be, you know. Um, yeah. But, but <laughs> they're depressed before weekend. Yes. One of the one of the best things about well, one of the few good things to come out of all this is that I've just met the most wonderful people. I mean, you know, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation now if it hadn't been for this. And, and I, I just, yeah. I just loved hugging people at the March. It was just really <laughs> fantastic. We're, so that alone is ought to be enough to bring people onto our side. You have much more fun, much more love on, on our side. But it's there is, that's true. But also I've, I've been thinking, you know, I, we don't know how, how, bad things are going to get. And this, this could be our, our last moments in the sun. So I've sort of resolved to cherish the, the good moments, like like getting on, getting on a horse and jumping over fences. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've been doing that recently and it's just 
it's it's great and also i've decided uh, what i want to do is a kind of random acts of of of, of kindness for people who i think you know so many people have suffered in in this and and i, I i'll give you this is my first random act of kindness i'm going to do on this show and it's good because it's got youtube so lots of people will watch it so my kids are at university in durham and there's a lovely um Japanese um, sushi place, which has opened up and it's called Ding's Way, D-I-N-G-S-W-A-Y. And I looked at this place and I walked past it and and my daughter was going there that that evening. And and anyway, she went there and they said, we've been open for three weeks and and hardly anyone's, anyone knows about us. Um, And, you know, will you, will you, if, if you like the food, will you, will you, will you put out, at the word and and she had really good really good sushi there and then, then my my son went there afterwards and i was just thinking it really upsets me that that that, that a good I mean, restaurants and takeaways i mean that restaurants particularly have really have really suffered anyone in the hospitality yeah. industry deserves right. support so i hope that if anyone is near durham um <laughs> They go to this place Ding's way. I want I want them to do well. I want I you know I want good good people to to, to benefit somehow. So that's my little. No, I agree. I, agree. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah. And uh, I mean, local restaurant we go to all the time. And uh, you know, it's 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 nice to see them doing business now because they can actually seek people outside. And I don't really want to talk to them about the next lockdown because they've had enough of it. Yeah. They have, you know, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's a you know you, you haven't warned them about October. Yeah, no, I've heard about you. No, well, I, we've you heard, know. yeah, we've heard about you. We've heard from, a, you know, I, I know everyone says they know someone. Yeah. But there's, there's someone we spoke to in, 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 a, in a government, actually not a UK government. And uh, they were, they're telling you, they, they, they said with the lockdown is starting in, in July. No, I don't know if they're right. I have no idea, but that's what no. they claim. No, no, exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, I, I just wish people would um, value the things that they take for granted. The ability to go into a shop and browse without being... I do miss browsing. Browsing. I miss browsing. The ability mm. to walk around without paying attention to arrows. The ability to sit in your pub and have a, have a smoke. You know, these really simple pleasures. Uh, and if you, if you deny them repeatedly over and over again, it is a crushing thing, as mm. you said earlier. It does crush the human spirit. And if, I, if our father came back now, having had his ass hanging out over the edge of the ship, in the North Atlantic in 1942, and he comes back and he has to wear a mask to go into the pub. He has to sit down and use a QR code to order justify a beer, who he is. justify who he is, put his name down in his phone. He would wonder what he was, what he'd done. Yeah, what, exactly. what was the point? I think at that know? point he would have gone back in time and surrendered to Hitler early because, <laughs> because whatever happened under Hitler, it couldn't be nearly as bad as what, what the... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. It's well, yeah, um, let, it let's let's be cheerful, um, chaps. It's been so good talking to you, and I, I, I and yeah, I hope that um, uh, some more, more musicians do come out for when's well, twenty twenty fourth? You say? Yes, twenty fourth, July twenty fourth. Yes, 24th. yeah. And I sort of just want to say, I sort of feel sorry for some of the people who thought, or you know, who um, want to hear the alternative voice, and they're stuck with right said Fred. <laughs> and, uh, or Jim Core, yeah. or, or I don't know, or, you know, people that they maybe thought, uh, you know, they're expecting Slipknot or yeah. I don't know, you well, know, some punk band. One, or yeah, one bloke said to us, he said, of all the punk bands in the world, 
it turns out that the blokes singing about I'm too sexy for my shirt are the ones that are, <laughs> the ones that are speaking out. It's so very strange. The, the irony of it yeah. does make us I laugh. Mean, Billy Bragg, know. where's Billy Bragg? Oh, Mr. Angry yeah. lives in Wiltshire or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, but, but Ian, Ian Brown's quite cool, isn't he? I mean, where, where, where are the yeah. stone roses in Ian your Brown, yeah. Van, Van Morrison has done some Yeah, yeah, Van Morrison, yeah, Van Morrison. Yes. Yeah, Van Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But I, have, but I have to say, you know, it's all, it's all very well doing stuff online and make, making little records and all that. What we need is, is feet on the street. We need Van Morrison at the next, next demo. We yeah. need Ian Brown at the next demo. That's what we need. And we need every possible high-flying polit- um, uh, musician um, who doesn't necessarily have to buy into all, all what I think, but they have to be um, supportive of those musicians and people in their industry who have been ruined by this. And there are millions of them. So just as an as a, as a indication of support, they should be there. I yeah, agree. So, it's it's about defending the the old normal, isn't it? We want our old normal back. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. And the right to go out and play a song, the right to yeah. you know to to stand in the street and not be moved on by a copper. You know, it's yeah. uh, these things are important, and we can't let them go too easily. We mustn't. Yeah. Well, um, R- Richard and Fred, thank you so much. Um, may I remind uh, my lovely listeners, if, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to support me on Patreon or Subscribestar or go to my website, dellingpoleworld.com, where you can um, get special friend badges. Uh, you'll find this on Odyssey and uh, all the other places that yeah, it probably won't be on YouTube because there's, there's stuff that will get me banned. But uh, that, that's, that's where we're going. But yeah, snaps. Yeah, no, thanks a lot. It's been it's been really great. And look, I'm, I'm I hope I'm going to see you at the next march. Oh yes, exactly. I hope so. Absolutely. Yes. Look forward to it. Brilliant. Great. Thanks, thanks a lot. Oh, oh. Thank you.